2: Dominated late night radio for 20 years, was part of the KMOX team for 30. Jim White, the Big Bumper, on April 8th, 1999, had his very last broadcast. I'm Ryan Recker. Join me for the next couple of hours as we go back and take a listen to the Big Bumper's last show on KMOX. My name is Jim White, and I refuse to grow up.
3: I was remembering what Bob Hyland had said, and he said, "You know, so we sure would like to have a guy, somebody. We we need somebody. We need somebody."
4: Like swinging man in the wide, wide, wonderful world of Mighty 1316. The entertainment time, thirteen minutes past ten o'clock. Sixty-six degrees.
5: Thirty years of broadcasting comes to an end tonight. You'll
6: like the big band of music. <laughs> Thank you. thank
4: you, and all, all I can say to you, Bob, and I mean just sincerely, thank you, because, uh, you know, fate has a strange way of, of making things happen, and if it had not been for the fact that you were sitting there with your cup of coffee that night, <laughs> ten years, the, three weeks and four days ago, and just happened to uh, the propagation, the atmosphere, the ionosphere happened to be in the right position that uh, our station was coming in that night. uh, Heavens knows what would have happened.
5: A KMOX legend, a late-night tradition. Join us in saying farewell to the Big Bumper. I have a firm grip on things. Okay.
4: What we really wanted was Patty. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Here's the latest news from the WJAS NBC Newsroom in Pittsburgh, brought to you in cooperation with the United States Marine Corps Recruiting Service. A displaced Hungarian refugee in a megatron
7: The the bright new sound and hi-fi. It's called Desert Runners, presented on the Jim White Show from
4: Greater Pittsburgh, Big One. Uh, oh, it sounds like you're really hurt, but... <laughs> Hello, Rescue Me 3 in the One Plus 32 survey, the Jim White Show at Sound 13, the Big J of Brian J. It's going to be mostly cloudy, continues cold. few... My friend trees. and I have a song that we're going to sing about
8: 30 seconds long. Is that all right?
3: I hope so. The guy's name was Jim White, and he's been with us ever since, and we're doggone proud to have him.
8: Live from the Summit Restaurant in downtown St. Louis, it's the Bon Voyage Party for Jim White.
3: continues. Welcome back to the Summit it's our live broadcast as we as we bury Jim White actually tonight <laughs> here in the dining room of the Summit I'm John Carney and the funny thing is I'm probably the only person in the building not sorry to see him to go as <laughs> my career continues to escalate. But that's why they probably put me on during your local television news when no one's paying any attention. I uh, welcome back and thank you all so much for coming lots of guests including the man himself. ...who has been getting nothing but gifts. And had this been happening all along, I imagine he would have stayed another 10 or 12 years. Plaques, proclamations, useful things. And so what do you think of all this? <laughs> I mean, usually this only happens to dead
4: people. I was going to say, yeah. I, I've never... I haven't been to many functions where this many people turned up for a live person.
3: I mean, granted, you don't look great, but you're breathing <laughs> and you're getting gifts and plaques and bumpers and boats... And we've got other guests and presentations, but I want to give you something from the heart first. I want you to open that. I want you to have that. Uh-huh. Who wrapped but, this? Uh, my wife did, and she's here, so be kind. Lots of friends here, lots of politicians. It concerns me more than just a little
4: bit. Oh, good. Austin's Cheese Crackers, which is my midnight snack it's kind,
3: of, it's kind of an inside <laughs> joke, which always goes really well on the radio. But during the news break, when I'm getting ready for my program doing what's called preparation, which Jim stopped a couple of decades ago, (laughs) he would come up to the, uh, call it a cafeteria without a stove and a sink, so I guess not a canteen of sorts, and watch him put his change and get these little... God-awful cheese and cracker snacks to the point where I've watched him put a good chunk of his pension back into the vending machine <laughs> at CBS. I thought so it was I, a slot machine. That was the least I could do. If it only paid <laughs> off crackers. Eventually, you figure it out. So enjoy those on your trip. What, what I'm curious about, we're going to bring on a guest here in a minute, <clears throat> is you spent a lot of years, and people saw this in the article and in the paper, and, and remember from in recently, in what paper? In, in the Post, oh, okay. in the Riverfront Times, <laughs> which I'm sure you've framed by now. But there was a lot of years that you brought a dating program to the airwaves. And people not only met each other, had relationships, but you're responsible for several marriages, a few divorces. Yet in all this best of, I didn't hear one snippet from that program. Why was that? I, that wasn't a snipper. Yeah, well, I just wondered, I thought maybe there
4: would have been some happy moments or some breakups or what have you. It, it kind of wore thin at the end, and I don't think we taped it at the beginning. Yeah. And then we had a few problems along the way. I don't recall this type of
3: get-together for anyone. That not only that I've worked with, that I've seen in the business, someone retires,
4: there's a gold watch. Here are... Where's the watch? I see a proclamation in the plaque. Where's the watch? You got, you got egg rolls and oh, stuff. Oh, okay.
3: But the crowd that's turned out and the people that have come up and said, oh, your show's meant so much and we listen all the time. And I really hope, honestly, that it's it's not to a point where it sounds like a record because I really think all of these people really mean what they say. And you have been very
4: important to them.
3: Do to Not to me. I never listened to AM before I started at KMWX. <laughs> but to these people, your career has really meant a lot to them. Do
4: you want to read this email I received today? It kind of yeah, I indicates didn't break, what agreed. the... Uh, I didn't bring my in. glasses either, Slim. This yeah, is going to Wait a minute, wait a minute. Here you go. Yeah, unfortunately, AOL, AOL doesn't... Maybe I'll leave you a pair, AOL, a pair
3: of... Mine. AOL doesn't have a Braille setting, but... All right. Does that worked? Then I can get in here. Jim... <laughs> Words can't describe how much I appreciate hearing you for the last 20 years. Through all the changes in my life, one thing remains constant. I could go get a six-pack of beer and ride around and listen to you until two. I'll be listening tonight, and I hope you have a great vacation. He's all yours, John. He's yours now. You deal with him. I guess six-pack, lightweight. I guess I'll have to rediscover my CD player in my car. So here's to you from Marks, Mississippi, and I sure am dreading tonight. Sorry I didn't get to meet you in person. Thanks again, Bob Hyland.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a beautiful,
3: beautiful story. Well, it's
4: up to you to woo him back.
3: <laughs> all right, I can't hog all the time as much as I'd like to, and it's it's going to be sad when you're gone. But we'll do uh, what we can to tear down what you've built over 30 years in a matter of just a couple of weeks' time. Uh, one of our radio comrades and uh, read throughout the uh, land and the post-dispatch and certainly not one to mince words about his opinions, uh, whether it's a restaurant or whether it's a trade or any other sports happening, is uh, Bernie Miklas. And Bernie has joined us as well. And for obvious reasons, the three of us can't sit behind here on the stage. <laughs>
9: And I'm not making fun of you because we all go to the same clothing store. So <laughs> I, I felt bad tonight because everyone's given Jim presents, and I I forget. I didn't do anything, but I, I'll give him my sports coat. It'll fit. <laughs> I think I got one just like it. <laughs> we could. We could all swap right now. So, I Jim, lose the deposit. Yeah, it's, I don't know. You know, I don't even know what to say. There's, there's a first, right? But uh, I've just been an admirer for years, and uh, I'll get real corny. There's... You know, you you in you probably don't know how you influence people sometimes, even people in in media. Well, other sometimes me- I really know how I influence <laughs> people.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah.
9: Other other media, <laughs> but you know, we don't tell you. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Other media people, and although my work is primarily newspapers, but you're always a, a guy I looked up to for for. You know, you you always said what was on your mind. You're always honest, and sometimes people didn't like that. And me as a columnist, you. You go through life, you write these things, people get mad at you, they want to strangle you, and sometimes you think, you know what, what what am I doing this for? And then I I listen to Jim White at night and find out that (laughs) there's a guy who does, you know, who does a lot of the the same things, been doing it many, many years, and, you know, he just rolls along and and this stuff bounces off his back, and it's okay to say what you think, and it's okay to be yourself. And that that was always a little reinforcement for me, so I, I really appreciate it.
4: Thank you, Bernie, and, and I've had a lot of admiration for your, you and your work, and and I've always been kind of jealous of the people in the paper because, well, frankly, you can't put a radio on the bottom of a bird cage, but other than that,
8: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> thank you, Bernie. Appreciate having you here. Yeah, it's 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 great. We'll uh, we'll
9: we'll miss listening to you, and and uh, uh, I guess I could say something nice about Carney
4: taking over, but I won't. So in 30 years, in 30 years, when he gets a plaque, you can say something nice. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Bernie. best of everything, to you, Jim. Thank, Bernie Thank
3: you, Bernie. Michael, Thank very for the much. and KMLX Radio. It's, uh, where's the watch, huh? Where's the watch? You're not getting a watch. <laughs> You've got gifts, proclamations, things going on. Men of the cloth that we're going to meet shortly, uh, but we still we still have to pay for the for your boat trip, and we have to do it in the form of commercials, and we'll uh, come back. It's our live broadcast until midnight. From the summit for Jim White on KMOX Radio.
2: More of the Big Bumpers last show on KMOX coming up right after the break. Jim White retired on April 8th, 1999. And tonight, we celebrate his 20 years of late night radio. I'm your host, Ryan Recker. Looking back... At his last show on KMOX,
3: I just heard Carol Daniel on the radio, and I see Carol Daniel out in the audience, and she's looking good too. I might add. <laughs> it is uh,
4: it is the farewell heard party noises like that since Mardi Gras.
3: It is the farewell party for uh, Jim White. I'm John Carney hosting this little segment later. Charles Brennan will be along in the ten thirty hour, and special guests coming up. Also, uh, Bob Costas expected later on. Bob Hamilton. The man that never sleeps, along with Bill Reeker and Elaine Stern, who I think is probably two miracles away from sainthood, just from the little time that I've spent with you, I would say that would probably be the case. The one thing, Jimmy, that that, that we share, and it's only been nine months for me at the station, but doing the late-night thing and having that late-night reach, I realize that uh, the problem of mental competency goes well beyond the boundaries of st louis because all of the freaks all around the country tend to gravitate towards us you have you have fielded them for years in the last nine months i have had people abducted by aliens with various probes that i won't go into at this point in time i've had women with people living under their home in the crawl space and we've heard some of yours also i don't know if this was a strange call Because it must have been 30 years ago, and I was six. But your first guest on KMOX Radio was a Dr. Cameron Meredith. Yes, it was. And we tracked 30 years ago. I'm just curious as to what retirement home we have found him. But we have, and the doctor is on the line, Dr. Cameron Meredith, Jim's first huh. guest. Welcome to the program.
10: Well, hi, Jim. Hello, doctor. And I'm not in a retirement home. Not yet. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you have a boat, too, don't you?
10: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good to hear your voice. Uh, uh, you do you I mean, first place, I want to say hi to Pat. And we had a lot of good times together. And... Uh, We were really pioneering, you know, back then. Uh, You wanted to, I think, prove that at your service was going to really go over. And I was trying to prove it was all right for a psychologist to be on radio.
4: (laughs) I I remember one particular incident, Doctor, and that was, I I think I asked you the question, what would you do if you were a child psychologist, what would you do if a kid threw a baseball bat through your window? And (laughs) you said, I'd fix the window and give him his baseball back. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and I said, what happened if he threw a baseball bat through your window the second time? He said, well, I'd fix the window and give them back the baseball bat. And I said, what 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 does this prove? And he
10: said, well, he'd get tired of doing that after a period of time. <laughs> Remember that? Sure, because nobody paid attention to him. There was no sense in him keeping it up. <laughs> I was pretty generous, I guess, back then, huh?
3: That or owned a window company <laughs> would have been my
10: guess. Well, I, I haven't done any radio work for quite a while because my voice sort of got out, came out, you know. And But your voice is just as strong as it was 30 years ago.
4: Well, it's amazing what uh, quitting smoking will do for you.
10: Oh. So, you, Doc, <laughs> now, Doc, tell me this. It's 30
3: years later. You were the first guest that Jim had on the show. He was green at Camo X, much like I am now. And it's safe to say, I mean, the career path is laid out. A couple more payments, he owns the boat. <laughs> Your initial thoughts, did you think that this was
10: something that he would be able to sustain a career in? or? Oh, I was, I was impressed from the beginning. He was a real pro and didn't take any one side too seriously. Uh, some of his buddies, like Bob Hardy and Bob Burns, they couldn't wait to be on with me to to take the opposite side of everything. <laughs> but Jim sort of sort of just stayed a little bit more in the middle. And... I was a wuss. Is that what you're saying, Cameron? <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no spine
11: whatsoever. <laughs>
10: when the commercials were on, sometimes we, we disagreed on something. But we really had a lot of callers, didn't we? It, it, uh, yes, we did. It, I consider it one of the real high points of my life, and, and I know you'll have a great voyage, and just thanks a lot for giving me a chance to talk to you again. <laughs>
4: my my uh, younger daughter is in the audience right now, and one of the bits of advice you gave was uh, to my wife was, when you get into a confrontational situation with a with a young child, you just ignore them. You, you take yourself out of the argument. And, and Pat went into the bathroom and hid in there and locked the door. And about five minutes later, was off to the emergency room because Holly had uh, been... Kicking and screaming and hanging on the doorknob and dislocating her shoulder, which was another whole entire report. Thank you, doctor.
10: Well, thank you, and thrown a bath through the window. So she's very determined, I take it. And your uh, Heidi must be just about thirty, wasn't she a baby when you came?
4: <laughs> she's well, over there saying, "No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Oh, no, yes, yes, she is." Well, she was, she was about six months then. He got her old. blushing, doctor. I remember.
10: <laughs> so anyway, it was really my pleasure, and and I'll never forget. I still have some tapes, some, but they're reels, you know but my machine to run the reels is broken down, so I can't hear them. But I have tapes from most of those original programs.
4: I thought you were going to tell me they were on 78 RPM discs. <laughs> no, no,
10: not that Got some V-discs we'd <laughs> like to share with you. Dr.
4: Cameron
3: Meredith. thank you so much for thank your time. You. Yeah, thank you, Cam. Good to hear your uh, voice again, Jim Mike's <laughs> first guest on KMOX and... When he was talking, what I was really impressed by, he was talking about, oh, we got lots of calls. And this is back when everybody had a rotary phone. Uh-huh. And it took a lot longer to get in. And the Princess phone and the Pennsylvania 6-5000. Uh, more guests, we bring them along now. Um, this was a frequent guest of uh, Jim's on the Interfaith panel shows, which, of course, I listened to religiously, if you'll pardon the pun. If I didn't, I taped them. Um, Rabbi uh, Jeffrey uh, Stiffman is with us. Rabbi, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's a thrill to be here tonight. Thanks for joining us for the tribute. It's a pleasure. I'm just a little taken aback that he hosted a religious show. Help me with this.
12: We had a great panel for many, many years. It was now Bishop Ed O'Donnell, uh, who recently had a stroke, and we're praying for his complete recovery. Reverend Bob Tapscott who was probably one of the most outspoken Protestant clergy is still in the city and brilliant guy and somehow I got in the mix too. We, we were on for a number of years and Had a great time. Some of the questions were really way out. Did you get hassled by the temple for aligning yourself? Of- With White? No. Actually uh, they liked it. In fact they wanted him to come and speak but he wouldn't. He was afraid. <laughs> you wouldn't show up at the temple? <laughs> he said he worked at night. <laughs> But I'll tell you one incident that I remember very well. I was on, this was a, a on an evening one night, uh, and I was there with a very conservative Protestant minister who since passed on to his reward, and we were discussing the death penalty. And I was against, and he was for. and Jim looks up right before the break, and he says, you know, the rabbi sounds like the more Christian of the two of you. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and in after the break, my colleague said, I'm still praying for Rabbi Stiffman's soul. <laughs> rabbi Stiffman is the only rabbi that I have ever received Christmas cards from on a regular basis. That's right. <laughs> do, you re- do you remember the genesis of that? You had
12: me on one night, and you said, uh, should you send a Jew a Christmas card? And I said, it doesn't hurt, but since it's not our holiday season's greetings or something, and off the air I said to you, well, you know, every year I get a great big box of holly from Nettie's Flower Garden um, as a non-paid regular guest on Camo X, and you said to me, well, Mr. Hyland listens every night. You aren't going to get it this year, and I got it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rabbi, since we have you
3: here and, and Jim is about to embark on, a, on another venture totally different altogether is there something in the torah that's a blessing to send someone along the way that the boat doesn't take on water or something <laughs> that he eats a well, lot of fiber and keeps well, regular well, of course.
12: <laughs> of course in the in the torah we have noah in the ark but of course um what he wishes for a number of his listeners happen to Noah's neighbors right we have, like, a haru, I mean, uh, something, uh, yeah, yeah, Hebrew, right.
3: nothing Hebrew to send them uh,
8: Hebrew, the
12: yes. There is an old saying, Tzad Chem B'Shalom, go in peace. And I think the really nice thing about this party is that I worked with four people closely at the station. Two of them had farewell programs because they died too young, your dad yeah. and Bob Hardy. And I had the pleasure of being at Ann's party. And it's really much better to be at a party. And I was driving down listening to the program. when you're around kicking. And I hope you call in one night and he hangs up on you. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Rabbi Stiffman, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you, Rabbi.
4: Good to see
3: you again. All right, again we have to take another quick break, but we have to also allow equal time, so we'll go to Christ Memorial Baptist Church in just a few. Also,
2: still more to come of Jim White's last show coming up after the break on KMOX. The Big Bumper signed off for the last time on April eighth, nineteen ninety nine, and tonight. We celebrate that with a special rebroadcast of his very last show here on KMOX. This is
3: talk 1120 KMOX. We're live at the summit. It's the uh, Jim White send-off. And not really much of an applause for people that didn't pay for anything tonight. Can we do anything? We are live at the summit. Free food and drink not only gets enthusiasm, but it gets all the politicians and media people out. Did you notice that? No watches. Uh, I'm John Carney, kind of co-hosting for a couple more minutes. Charles Brennan coming along in a second to send you off in fine form and sell barbecue sauce. Um, But before we get there, we had a rabbi before the break. Let's even it out from Christ Memorial Baptist Church. A frequent guest on your program, it is Dr. Bill Little. Doctor, welcome. Thank you. Yo, Bill. (laughs) And in anticipation of the question you asked Rabbi
13: Stiffman yes, I get a lot of flack from Baptists for my association with Jim. That did happen. I didn't bring a watch, but Jim, I brought a couple of things. I brought you, first of all, a copy of the book I promised you that I wrote some time back because it's got quotes from you in it. Ah. It says, for instance, DWI. Deal with it. Whoa. And this, I know that you'll appreciate this. I've been at a fundraiser tonight for the Cancer Center and I brought back an autographed picture and it says, Jim... Best of luck. You have been an inspiration to us. We enjoy your style. God bless. Steve and DC.
4: Whoa! <laughs> oh, big time, big time.
13: <laughs> and I met, I met a couple just recently that you would be interested in hearing about. They are a couple who met and were married as a result of the old Dateline program, right. and they, they are still together. That's probably an exception, but they are still together, so they're doing well. That was a fun time.
3: I always yeah. wondered what happened to Jim and Tammy Lee. <laughs> Doctor,
13: <laughs> Dr. Little, thank you very much. Well, I'm delighted to be here and delighted to be a part
4: of this. Of no, this it wouldn't have, been, wouldn't have been a party without you. Good to see you again, my friend. Thank you. You too, Jim.
3: Bill Little. All right, it is uh, the Jim White send-off, and uh, lots of people wanted to uh, say their best and, and co-anchor, and since... Uh, I have been a KMOX. X. I am union now, and they've told me that my time is over. But I, hopefully I'll have... If I have half of the run you had at Camo I will beat any previous employment record I've ever had
4: in my life. <laughs> and, thanks. thanks and, if you, and if you equal my record, I will be 92 when you retire. And please feel free to and call... And I plan it. on being at your party. Please feel free to call <laughs> the program unless you're rainy
3: frick. Okay, so, from here... We hand it over to the host of the morning meeting and barbecue maven, Mr. Charles Brennan. Charles.
14: Thank you, John. Congratulations,
4: Jim. Thank you. Thank you, Charles.
14: We have made history tonight, folks. This is the first time in 30 years that Jim White has not hung up on a caller. The
4: night is not over.
14: Yeah, that, that's true. You know, I heard earlier today an interview with uh, an interview that you conducted. What was it, 1972, Jim, with Xavier Hollander, who was the author of The Happy Hooker on KMWX Radio?
4: Most nervous night of my life. And I
14: hear that was the night that you got the name The Big Bumper. <laughs> that name, Big Bumper, was considered risque by one of your employers. Remember?
4: Well, the employer, yeah, Robert Highland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, he didn't quite understand it.
14: And uh, you, you're now telling the post dispatch that it's from some Scottish proverb or something? Of well, course it is.
4: Of course. From Ever? ghosties and ghoulies and long leggedy beasties and things that go bump in the night. Dear Lord, deliver us. It's a yeah, right. old Scottish
14: prayer. Yeah. <laughs> And then just after that it goes, and remember, you can't fix stupid. That, that's that's true. Now what is this about you can't fix stupid? Did you actually coin that or was that someone I, else's phrase?
4: No, that was somewhere along the line that came in. And I've gotten into a lot of trouble with English teachers because they're constantly calling me saying, Mr. White, if you want to be absolutely grammatically correct, it is you can't fix stupidity. <laughs> and and I hang up on
14: him. He hangs up. With us on the line right now, uh, one of the most loved broadcasters in town, another one. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get it together for one of the voices of the Cardinals and another restaurateur from right across the street. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Shannon
6: is on the line. Well, congratulations,
4: Jim. You made it. The crowd is getting unruly over here, Mike. How's everything over at your place?
6: (laughs) Everything is fine. We're uh, finally feeding them, and they're settling down for the... uh, for the long winter's nap, and I know that's where you're headed for a long winter's nap, and I know you're going to have fun with it, you and your bride. I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to call Mr. Corney now at uh, 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the morning on my way home from you're the really
4: gonna, You're really going to do that,
6: huh? <laughs> I certainly enjoyed those times, Jim. It's always been a pleasure listening to you, and I know that you're going to be sorely missed. Yeah, I'm going to miss you. I can guarantee you that
14: i, I got to believe, Mike, that many a night you were driving home and listening to The Big Bumper. Had to be.
6: Yes, and uh, I'd pick up the mobile, and uh, I don't know or he'd say, uh, well, I wonder where Mike is tonight. <laughs> and, uh, I just would be listening by some chance or another. But
4: Where do I, you live?
6: Where do I live? Yeah. <laughs> I live uh, rather close to where Mr. Hardy used to live.
4: I say, why does it take you four hours to get home, then?
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he's coughing. You can hear that. <clears throat> For the well, first you know time. how that is. <laughs> yeah, these, these gas tanks are very, very small.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Mike has been a delight uh, broadcasting with you over the years, and uh, actually, there is a rule at CBS that you have to work your last day on, on the, the job, which technically is tomorrow. My contract runs out tomorrow. And, and the only way I could figure to do that was being there's a ball game, and then it's uh, uh, live at Shannon's after, I'm going to have to come over to your place and say a few words into the microphone to make it all legal before I can retire.
6: Well, that's the only way I could get you. I, we had planned for uh, <laughs> years to have you come over and, uh, and uh, really have the show, <coughs> pardon me, from the restaurant. And so uh, uh, it's a CBS rule that finally uh, comes through, and I'm looking forward to it, and I know a lot of our customers are too, Jim.
4: Okay, I'll be over. Anybody else coming over tomorrow night?
6: I have Lee Thomas, who, uh, the former uh, uh, Cardinal ball player and a general manager with Philadelphia, and he's now scouting for Boston. He'll be a guest with us also. But you never know who, who pops in at uh, Shannon's after the game, as you well know. You yeah, never know. I'll
4: see you tomorrow night, Mike. Thank I'm you.
6: Looking forward to it. And what would you, uh, what would you like to dine on tomorrow? A nice juicy steak.
4: All depends what I have at the ballpark. We're coming to the game, too.
6: All right, let me know. Okay. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Shannon on the line. Thanks Thanks, a lot, Mike. Thank you, guys.
14: And you never know who's going to walk into the Summit restaurant, ladies and gentlemen, from just down the street and KMOV television news for St. Louis. Let's give it up on this Thursday night for Mr. Larry Wow. Wow. (laughs) You know, this crowd...
15: This crowd on the air is sounding really a little bit wild. Riot police are now assembling outside.
4: We got rid of the wimps.
15: Yeah, I know. (laughs) But I came back.
4: The wimps are on their way home listening.
15: (laughs) Jim, uh, we just finished, uh, gosh, I thought we were eulogizing you on the air. I mean, it was almost... I thought I was dead. I did, too. And you know what? A lot of folks have said that for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) I said, you're finally putting the nail in the coffin. (laughs) I came back. I was here earlier. I didn't get a chance to talk to you. I came back, and I'm double parked out here, by the way. I must tell you that right now. (laughs) The reason I came back is because when I left tonight... (laughs) I
14: didn't get validated. I've got a $4 voucher here for my parking.
13: Will you take care of this for me?
14: (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like the paychecks down at Channel 4 are similar to the ones upstairs.
4: Yeah. You know, Larry, Larry and I have had more great intellectual conversations on P1 of the parking garage. Hell yeah, we <laughs> have. Occasionally when there's a, a ball game and I come in at 11, they're leaving about the time I come in. And uh, we've had some, had some uh, conversations down there, haven't we?
15: We have shared uh, and solved many of the world's events. We really have. Uh, but, you know, I've always told you that I was sure Charlie and others had microphones down there. And it didn't seem to bother you. <laughs> you.
4: Made it made it through 30. Good luck to you.
15: Tell me this. Uh, how does it feel to be known as, despite all the nice things have been said about you, it comes down to the fact that you're just one mean, honorary person always hanging up on
14: you. <laughs> you know, that, that was my next question. I mean, question. that's it. I mean, that, I mean, that's what you're yeah. known for. I mean,
15: I'm known for, you know, coming up next, you know, whatever that was. You're known for, he's an honorary person. He hangs up on our body.
4: But they remember my name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do, Frank. They do remember yeah. his
14: name. You're
4: right.
15: Listen, I uh, I want to wish you the very best. I'm glad to see you and Patty. You deserve this time. We wish you the very best. God Thank you, Larry. Yeah. Been good working. Larry good, good, good
14: Connors, year. ladies and gentlemen. We are uh, paying tribute to the Big Bumper live at the Summit Restaurant in downtown St. Louis on News Talk 1120 KMOX.
2: More of the Big Bumper's last show on KMOX coming up right after the break jim white retired on april 8th 1999 and tonight we celebrate his 20 years of late night radio i'm your host ryan recker looking back at his last show on kmox
14: send-off, along with the music of craig cervantes and tony simmons in the background guys thank you very much Okay, having a little trouble hearing myself speak at the Summit Restaurant. The crowd is actually on two floors here. They are overlooking on uh, a three-sided banister. We're on the first floor. The drinks are pouring. The food is great. We're at the Summit celebrating Jim White Night in St. Louis, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to ask you one thing about this producer of yours, Elaine. She has no last name. And when, she, when I worked with you guys ten years ago, she said to me, and I don't know where Elaine is right now, she said, don't mention my last name on the air because my former in-laws are trying to find me. <laughs> and I'm just wondering, what did she do to her former in-laws, and what are they going to do to her when they find her? So in any way, she's just Elaine.
4: Just plain Elaine.
14: Tom Langmyer is the program director for KMWX Radio. Ladies and gentlemen... Please welcome our boss. Please, please welcome our boss. Come on now,
5: Mr. Tom Langmeyer. Hi there, Jim. Hello. We've got a present for you. A watch. All of the people. The watch is in there. At the radio station (laughs) in uh, our department, which is really programming and news and sports and marketing. And we went and got you this thing. And maybe, Chris, if you can help us uh, open this thing up. In the meantime in the in the radio business I guess we have to fill until it we is a large brown box large, it's a big box, box it has uh a card.
14: 2 feet by a foot Right exactly and uh, Chris Myhill executive right. producer of tonight's program along with Fred Bottomer how about a round of applause for Chris Myhill right. and Fred Bottomer huh Yeah
5: I guess while we're I guess while we're I guess while we're opening this thing up and uh, ready to present it to you I want to uh, personally uh, thank you for some wonderful time here at the radio station. For me, uh, this has been something, a lifelong dream to be able to work at Camo X. I think there are a lot of people that share in my dream, not only to work at Camo X, but some of the fine radio stations in the country. And uh, as I grew up in Buffalo, New York, along the Great Lakes, uh, your signal on Camo X came in like a shot across Lake Erie. And I can remember winter nights listening to great voices on Camo X like Jack Buck and Dan Kelly. And Bob Hardy from time to time when he'd be in back on the evening. And, of course, the big bumper. And uh, you are a great inspiration to me, and uh, it's been a pleasure to work with you, and then have those late-night conversations with you. And also, w- Jim and I have this uh, real enjoyment for greasy food. So whenever we do uh, our little meetings that we talk about contracts and those kinds of things, we go to the really greasiest places. And I want to thank you for filling my uh, veins with cholesterol. Um, <laughs> so let's, uh, let's show, you the, show you the gift that we got you. We figured you would need one of these. We figured you don't even have one. This is a radio. Okay? Wow. It's an actual radio. Okay, do you have a radio, Jim?
4: No. I well, need now a radio. you have another radio.
5: <laughs> now this thing is a special radio because this thing, and I tested, I, I tested, about this. I tested yes. this baby out, and I can tell you, while we were on vacation last week, it, where your boat will actually be, um, we tried it out, and it comes, uh, CamoX comes in very well, Ooh, and, and we have antenna, a special nifty antenna, antenna yes. that you can uh, tune in 1120 from anywhere you are on your trip, <laughs> and hear wow. your uh, friends, some of the new stars on CamoX. Uh, over the years, you'll be able to hear Carol Daniel, and you'll certainly hear Doug McKelvin and Charlie. Brennan and of course John Carney and everyone else here at Cam Wex over that radio. I hope it gives you many hours of listening enjoyment and uh, to you the very best. We'll, we'll you. miss you. you. No, you you're not going to
4: be that far away. Kind of looks like Charles Jaco in the picture there, doesn't
14: it? You know, it does a little bit. We have someone on the line. We're looking at the box here. It looks like a Charles, uh, an older Charles Jaco. Now, let's not insult him. He's not here for proper rebuttal, Jim. You had your chance earlier. Let's now welcome uh, one of the great guitar players, banjo players, and composers in our country. He's a very close friend of Jim's. He's the man who wrote uh, the legendary song for Glenn Campbell, Gentle on My Mind. On the line right now, ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome John Hartford.
10: Good evening, John. Hello, John. Sounds like you got thousands of people there. Oh, at least. Yeah. This
4: is unbelievable. I, was, I mentioned earlier, I've never seen as many people turn out for a live person before.
10: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds great. And uh, and X going all the way around the world.
4: Yeah, I had the pleasure of seeing John in concert over the weekend up at the Goldenrod Showboat in St. Charles. He brought his whole band up there. We had a great time. Great, great show, John.
10: Well, I appreciate you coming out to it. Yes, sir. John? Well, you're kind of a sidewheeler yourself. You're a big, fancy sidewheeler with a great ornate cabin full of stuff of uh, beautiful white painted woodwork and, and, uh, and, and uh, stained glass windows over each over each stateroom door and uh, beautiful furniture stretching up and down on a great parquet floor on one of those beautiful belgian carpets with uh, the buttons to the floor and is uh, has has no seams in it woven especially for the boat oh my
14: that's a beautiful metaphor.
10: We're talking 1880s here.
4: <laughs> John, th- thank you so much. I'd mean, love nice right. to have you check in and uh, back to Pleasantville, and uh, looking forward to your, to uh, visiting you again in, in your concert tour and maybe um, on the Cumberland River. Great, thank you. Thank John you.
14: Hartford, ladies and gentlemen. And we're celebrating this guy, Jim White, on the voice of St. Louis, KMOX.
2: Jim White retired on April 8th, 1999. And tonight, we celebrate his 20 years of late night radio. I'm your host, Ryan Recker. Looking back at his last show on KMOX.
14: Charles Brennan alongside the big bumper, Jim White, on a beautiful Thursday night in downtown St. Louis. Interesting. Last year, Bob Costas saw Michael Jordan on his last night of work, and tonight he will be with us for Jim White's last night Whoa. of work. Jim White night. Thursday on KMOX is last Thursday on The Voice of St. Louis, and we're broadcasting from the Summit Restaurant in downtown St. Louis with the man of the hour, the big bumper, the Brook List, Jim White, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
4: I really thought Martin was gonna do the show from here tonight, but you know, Jim a Rascal.
14: As Paul Brown said to you earlier, Folks who are on television in St. Louis listen to Jim White on the way home after the 10 o'clock show. They get off at 10.30, 10.35. They tune into the Big Bumper, and one of his biggest fans, and I know you're a big fan of hers, is with us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, please help us welcome Ms. Leslie Lyles of ABC 30.
16: Charlie, thank you. Jim, finally.
4: Finally we meet.
16: How are you? It's a joke. (laughs) I, it's a joke. <laughs> you it's, know a joke. Than that. it's a
4: joke. It's a joke. We've already established that.
16: <laughs> We've already established that, ma'am. What do you want? <laughs> it's so nice to see you. Yeah. And um, you take off when? Monday? Monday. Monday. And your beautiful wife over here is going with Addie you. That is oh, over there, yes. yes she's yes. so beautiful. I wish everybody could see how many people are here. And we had you on the news tonight, and we showed your party. Oh, did and, you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I've been told I have to name this one, this baby, the little bumper. Astrogen. What do
8: you think?
4: People will talk.
16: <laughs> oh, they probably already do. So, <laughs> whatever. And I have taken your advice. Did you know that? Um, you, somewhere, last time I talked to you on the radio, you said um, you need to spend more time with your children. Remember That's
4: that? Good, You gave me some kind
16: of little advice about how time goes by really fast. And you are. And I am, because when this one comes, we're going to take some time off and we won't be back. So you and I are kind of retiring at the same time. Mm
14: no wonder he's leaving she's leaving and
16: I'm calling this one the little bumper
14: yeah. okay <laughs> call Jerry Berger sorry Mrs. White <laughs> you had to find out like this <laughs> the beautiful Mrs. White
16: I'm so thrilled oh! for you Jeff. God bless you and keep you you'll be so so missed by so many people including myself As you well know, maybe some of your listeners know, I call you often and I listen to you always, so you'll be sorely missed.
4: Did you ever ask Patrick Emery how he said goodbye to us St. Louis fans?
16: No, are you going to tell us tonight?
4: I can't. Oh, come on. Come on. Well, let's just say when he left Channel 4 many years ago... um, He was not facing the audience when he said his farewell.
13: Oh.
16: (laughs) And you know what? I thoroughly believe this. I absolutely believe it. And he did tell me to tell you goodbye and to wish you well. Bon voyage.
4: Good. Thanks. Thanks to you.
14: Thank
4: you. One of my favorite folks. (laughs)
14: Leslie Lyles. ABC 30 with us.
4: Thanks a lot, Leslie. Now if Martin shows up, my life is complete.
14: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we don't have Martin Dugan. And I don't know... Well, I, I think we do have Bill Reeker somewhere here in the house, along with uh, yeah. Elaine, your producer. Yeah. Hi, Jim.
4: The uh, magic number is zero,
17: Bill. I know, Jim. <laughs> Every night he comes in and tells me the magic number. Not only that, but uh, you, you like to throw in your little, your little one-liners, right as I'm trying to do news. You know how you, during a commercial break, right before I come on and come back with the news, you do a little zinger? Do I? Yeah, now it's my turn. <laughs> we have some presents for you. Elaine and I have found we think is that we what we think is the appropriate gift for Jim White. We have uh, now
14: two boxes. They're both square, about uh, eight inches by eight inches.
17: After you open those boxes, you'll need what is in here.
14: And he just put a big, wrapped bottle of something on the table. Crit- on top
17: of my proclamation. <laughs> we'll get you another one from the governor. We're almost there, folks. We're almost there. Chris Myhill Reaching is now down into, a into the morass. Oh, oh, oh! Almost broke it. It is a brass monkey. Hey, brass monkey! <laughs> it is a brass monkey. <laughs> number two. For all future brass monkey alerts. Now let's see what's in door number two. Box number two. Chris Myhill, the very capable Chris Myhill.
4: I hope Dave Sinclair brought a pickup truck tonight. He now has box number two open.
17: And he is now lunging into the
14: This is a live broadcast of a box opening on KMWX radio. Isn't that absolutely Jim Jim, Bill and Chuck in the
17: booth with you? Glad to have you along. We thought that you could do well with another one. Two brass monkeys. monkeys.
14: Bill, why didn't you wrap them in one box? Did you ever think of that?
4: Don't ask why, Charles. Wait a minute. Let's examine these brass monkeys. Have already been outdoors too long.
14: Well, we've just determined they're anatomically correct, <laughs> and they could be like Patrick Emery saying goodbye to St. Louis. Yeah, well, that way. If we turn them yeah. that way, there yeah. you go.
4: Very nice. Thank you and for joining a, us on this family a radio broadcast. Bottle of I'm glad you saying this bottle eleven o'clock hour.
14: Uh, now we have the best wrapped bottle of something in the history of rap.
17: We, now we just wanted to make a mess here, Jim. That's all.
14: We have four guys trying to unwrap this one bottle it? of something. Live at the Summit Restaurant, it's bottle wrapping.
17: <laughs> here, you do it.
14: Now, <laughs> now we have a second guy because the first four didn't work. That is a bottle of
17: Brass Monkey drink.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Brass Monkey premium
17: classic I do have to tell a few stories, though. The first time I met oh, his lovely man. wife, Pat, the family, I had been working with Jim at Cam Wykes, and then left for Browner Pastors, <laughs> And had hired Heidi in the meantime, and it was 1990, and the place and the entire St. Louis metro was ice-packed. And Heidi, did you lock your keys in the car, or what was it? It broke down? Well, no, Jim had to come out with with some keys okay the seas are too rough the seas the water is too rough and choppy and jim says jim says there are too many deadheads in the water we can't go out so but the great the great and gracious host that they were we sat and talked and we had a great time on the boat but we did not get to go out so uh, when did we get to go out on the boat jim
11: Come
4: on down to Mobile. <laughs> <Or> anytime.
17: <laughs> now I know I was going to Mobile to get away from Reeker. <laughs> it's a pleasure. been doing news with you uh, every night. I do have to tell one quick story about how you have influenced squirrels. Oh. Mm. oh. 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 Mm. You knew that there was a horticultural twist to this, didn't yes, you, Charles? Yes. You don't even know this story. No. I don't even think Mike knows the story. I think no. he left already. There's a uh, a gentleman who is a a patient of my wife's, and he lived in the country, and he had a garden, and he used to play your show to scare the squirrels away from the garden. (laughs) This same gentleman then moved into the city and decided to to fix up a little raised bed garden and thought he'd use the same technique, but it didn't work for the city squirrels. So I don't don't have, have, you know, a a final...
14: Jim, Bill, we we were just handed this bulletin by John Carney. It says, someone just called for Bill and wants to sell a washing machine. (laughs) (laughs) Can you take some orders for the trading station? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Reeker. Jim,
4: believe it or not, Bob
14: Costas is
4: late. Can you believe that? No. Can you believe that? He told a great story on the air with me the other night when the first time he was late. <laughs> that, uh, And I guess I can tell the story, but Mr. Hyland called him into the office and uh, jumped on him pretty good about it. And he was walking out. Bob said, Mr. Highland said, one more thing, Bob. And Bob turned around and said, yes, Mr. Highland. If this happens one more time, I will cut off your ears. Now, can you imagine him, I mean, actually, you can hear him saying that. I mean, <laughs> other bosses would say other things, but with Mr. Heinle, was cut off your ears. He was at
14: Mass every morning at 7.15, was he not? Absolutely. And so he would cut off ears, not other ears. body parts. Exactly. Right. This is Jim White's tribute. Bon voyage to Jim White. And a fellow who's been on Jim White's program, I don't know how many times, but is an accomplished musician who hails from both Miami and Mackinac Island. He's best known on Jim White's program for his beautiful rendition of Amazing Grace. He's a good friend of Jim. He's with us on the line right now. Please help me welcome Mr. Bob Snyder to the broadcast. Whoa.
10: Hello, Bob. I'm here. Hello, Robert. Well, buddy, I told you I'd be here. I drove 1,200 mile to find out you can't get a cab at a bus. <laughs> Well, I'm oh. sitting here in Webster Groves, the church we're going to play at tomorrow. <laughs> uh, all that trouble. I'm disappointed I couldn't be down there but we didn't listen to it on the radio. We well, just,
4: they're we just part. drinking and carrying on. You wouldn't be interested in this, Bob.
10: <laughs> Why not? Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, you're you're having your uh, gospel concert out there tomorrow at First Congregational Church?
10: Yeah, and uh, this will be the first time you don't introduce me. So you retired? I did, too. I, I retired <laughs> from the hotel, so we're going to do concerts over the country and... Hope to see you every once in a while down in uh, Markle Island, Florida. We'll get close to you.
4: Uh, we'll be down that way. You're not going to do anything at the hotel at all, or you're going to do? Some no,
10: I have it? retired. Okay. You're going to bite the dust, a so lot.
4: All right. You're going to going going out with your swing band, so I understand. Yeah. It. Well, we're
10: putting yeah. together a big twelve-piece concert band with some things to do, and I'll tell you about it. But I just wanted to, uh, you know, at least I made it to St. Louis, and I told you I would. And, and you're having quite a party, and it's a tribute to to someone, Jan and I, and Buck, and. and included amongst our best friends uh, how's the buck he's tired <laughs> this trip is exhausted he's over here laid out on the floor sprawled out and uh, and Jan was already to come down we were going get, we just couldn't get a cab I, I don't have a local phone number that's amazing and and a bus they would not send a cab and it was raining out here here we sat. so I said, are, are well, you saying you could not get a cab from Webster Groves to downtown St. Louis no they would not send one to the bus because I, I didn't have an address I didn't have a local number.
14: Therefore, Jim is right, you can't fix stupid.
10: Well, that's on my fan trailer. Oh, wow. And I want it to be displayed very prominently.
6: <laughs>
10: but it was a big disappointment. But in fact, I get to talk to you on the air, and because uh, we've had some great time. You visited me up at the hotel, and, and uh, you've been a big help to me in, in my career, which I thank you for. And, and I want uh, you to enjoy your retirement. You've earned it.
4: Bob, thank you very much, and uh, you've meant a lot to me over the years, and we've had some good times, and uh, we'll have more good times, so hang in there, pal. Okay. Thanks.
10: Thank you.
14: Bob Snyder with us on KMOX. Tonight it's Bon Voyage, Jim White. We're broadcasting from the Summit in downtown St. Louis.
4: I've got to work.
2: you got to read something. I've
4: got to work. They're making me do commercials tonight.
2: Still more to come of Jim White's last show, coming up after the break on KMOX. The Big Bumper, signed off for the last time on April 8th, 1999. And tonight, we celebrate that with a special rebroadcast of his very last show here on KMOX.
14: We're broadcasting from the Summit Restaurant, a Frank Sinatra-themed restaurant with great music. Cuddle down. <laughs> Notice when he talks, everyone listens. Ladies and gentlemen, how about Craig Cervantes and Tony Simmons providing the music tonight. How about a round of applause yeah. for them? Dude. And our uh, gracious host tonight has been Mr. Jeff Daniels of the Summit <laughs> Restaurant, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa. Well, we have had some terrific musicians on the program already, what with uh, John Hartford and then Bob Snyder, and ladies and gentlemen, a woman whose music has graced KM Wex's airwaves since she was discovered by one Jim White. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Rainy Frick. Yeah.
4: Hey, Reenie. Yeah, hi, Jim. What? Did I tell you one about the traveling salesman? <laughs> no,
8: I don't want to hear that one. Oh,
4: okay. <laughs>
8: First, uh, let me play uh, old-time religion for you.
4: That's that's the one I want to hear.
8: Okay. Reenie Frick d- from I Wilmore, Kentucky.
4: What? I said Renie Frick from Wilmore, Kentucky.
8: Okay, then I'll say a word to
4: you. alright dun right. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-bump.
14: Ladies and gentlemen I I don't know if most folks know this This is the part of the program where Jim White Went to the vending machines on the fourth floor Jim? Rainy, are you there?
4: Yeah, I'm here
8: I wanted to tell the people That something that you said that was real funny You want to hear it? Are you there?
4: I'm I'm making up my mind, (laughs) (laughs) Rainy. Go ahead
8: Okay. Well, you know, a few years ago, after I'd had some surgery and I couldn't play for several weeks, and people began to call and see where I was and if I would moved or whatever. And I don't know if you remember what you told them.
4: I think I told them you were on your honeymoon, didn't
8: I? No. Oh.
11: <laughs> what did you I tell said, them?
8: You said, well, now the problem with Reenie is that she has played one too many camp meetings. And then you could, and then you also said not only that, but she carries her piano up the hill to the meeting. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and you said she'll be back. And you are. And I've I've been back for I've played for uh, 13 years for you.
4: And what's that? What's that email address again, Rainy?
8: Um. Uh, <laughs> 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 Let me see. <laughs>
14: Rainy. We yes. want to thank you very much for joining us on this very special occasion. Yeah. Rainey Frick, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. As Good we luck, wish Jim. bon voyage to Jim White. Good night, th- Rainy. Bye. Thank you, Ms. Frick. We have so many people hoping to wish bon voyage to Jim White. We want to proceed to the next guest without hesitation, the former night mayor. Of the city of St. Louis on KMX radio, he retired ten years ago. Believe it or not. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, help us welcome back to 11:20 a.m. where he worked for so many years, Mr. Jim
4: Butler. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hey Jim. Yeah, yeah, James. How are you? I made it. I made it. Is it true that the Big Bumper is, is bumping himself off here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Bumper is going to become a mere thump in the night. Oh, my son told me this afternoon that this is your uh, your, your uh, goodbye broadcast. This is it. This is and it. I am so glad to be a part of it, really. And, and how are you? I am... Uh in awe of all that has happened, and I'll get even with some of these people. <laughs> I just hope that uh, none of the people who put this together plan on using me as a reference for future jobs. <laughs>
10: <laughs> well, I, I remember when uh, when you came to KMOX, and uh, Bob Hardy was there, bless his soul, and uh, also Robert Hyland was our general manager, and uh, now you're leaving, and what what are you uh, going to be doing?
4: Well, we're taking a boat trip for about six months, and beyond that, I have no plans.
10: Okay. Uh, you're not old enough for
12: Social
4: Security. Oh yes, I am. Oh really? Oh yeah. It, <laughs> oh, started, it started two days ago.
14: <laughs> hey Jim. Yeah. Charles Brennan here, and we have another uh, former colleague of yours who is on the line right now. Well,
12: you're a former colleague too. Yes, I am. Good to <laughs> Good talk, talk to you once you. again.
14: And I want you to say hello to Mr. Bob
7: Costas, who is on the line. Hello, Bob. Great. Not only, not only am I on the line, Charlie, I'm somewhere on the street. But in addition to a pension for tardiness, <laughs> part of what contributed to this is my incredibly bad sense of direction. Now, I am on Olive. I am on Olive and 6th Street. There is a Starbucks coffee, which is long since closed, as I sit here at the red light. Bob, you are one block away. I figured that because I drove past the KMOX truck. Now, just send somebody outside to the KMOX truck.
4: Bob, if you don't get down here, I'm going to cut off your ears.
7: Exactly. (laughs) Hey, Costas? Yes? I remember uh, a Memphis game that you didn't make. Oh, oh how well I remember it! How well I remember it!
14: <laughs> yes, there you go. The guy has hosted Olympics, the NBA Finals, the World Series, won every award in broadcasting, and they remember the one broadcast he didn't show up at.
4: I, am I think there was another someplace.
7: Oh wait, 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 wait! I can't believe it. Susie Matthew is going to bring me in. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. He's walking into the Summit he's Restaurant gonna, right he's
14: now. He's going to park my car. Can you believe this? That's the service that you can expect there. I from Camelot. Yeah, Bob Costas is on a cell phone, and he's now walking on the sidewalk at the corner of Broadway and Olive into the Summit Restaurant. It's a very, oh. very exciting broadcast here as we broadcast live. Jim White is in his seat. We have two floors of spectators. And I'm
10: Wait, in San Francisco. And
14: Jim Butler, the Nightmare of St. Louis, is now the Nightmare of San Francisco on not- the line.
4: We have to take a break here. We will take a break and be back. I can't post this show. I'm no longer a member of the union. We'll be back.
2: More of the Big Bumpers' last show on KMOX coming up right after the break. The Big Bumper signed off for the last time on April 8th, 1999. And tonight. We celebrate that with a special rebroadcast of his very last show here on KMOX.
14: And we're broadcasting to 38 states as we welcome NBC's Voice of the Olympics, the NBA fi- Finals, the World Series, but the man who started right here on KMOX doing the calendar with Jim White. Please give it up for Mr. Roberts Q. Costas. <laughs> hey. Oh, yeah brought white castles that he is now dumping on a table in front of the brass monkey next to Jim White. In fact, he ordered about a dozen slammers. Ten, to be exact. Ten, to be exact. And he now graces our microphones only one half hour late.
7: You were doing fine without me. Hello, Pat. How are you? Hello, Jim. Hello, Bob. Does this end at midnight? You still have your ears, I see. I, yeah. I still have my ears. They're holding my glasses up.
4: Well, the, the broadcast ends at midnight, but the party continues. I see.
7: You're just in time. I drove past this place three times. <laughs> what were you looking for? Uh, evidently not the right thing. <laughs> are you hosting the show? Or no. Are you guesting on the show? No, I'm just sitting here being abused. Where did, where did Brennan go? He has to get up in the morning. Uh, I, I showed up so that he could go to the men's room. I guess. Well, thought his posture was slouching a little bit. There. Is he back on the air at eight thirty something 830 after something? doing this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, by the way, a woman who I took to be Susie Matthew, long time key operative of the St. Louis Blues, went to my door. Went, went to my door, and said, "I'll park your car." Now, if I'm mistaken, and that was not Susie Matthew, <laughs> there, there's a blonde-haired woman in Belleville. Belleville, by now, you know, with, with my car and headed for who knows where.
4: <laughs> You're in Kansas City today.
7: I was in Kansas City yesterday. Yesterday. Yes. Where were you today? Uh, I was in St. Louis most of the oh, day I see. today. All right. <clears throat> Trying to find the summit. Right. <laughs> exactly. I started at about seven this morning, and I've gotten here now. You're playing with. Uh, your tub toys? Your Beth...
4: It's like a boat here. It's going to be embarrassing to gather all this stuff up and take it home, but I've gotten plaques, proclamations. Does anyone want a slider? Yeah, anybody... <laughs> Who needs one? They can play Mario. Here you
7: go. Them. <laughs> There's one. Nine to go. Two. Eight to go. Seven to go. I get one. There you go. That's for you. They're that's warm. for me.
4: <laughs>
7: While I was lost, I went through the drive-thru. Of course they're warm. <laughs> So, I'm. This is. I'm impressed. I think I have Big crowd I, on a weeknight. I have two. Emmett McAuliffe, right there.
4: Should have, should have seen that. Uh, Carol Daniel, right there. Two hours ago. Emmett. Hey the, Jim, the, the how big, are you doing? The big dunker.
12: <laughs> <laughs>
9: I'm surprised we both have suits on. Usually we're in a worst dress contest at 2 a.m.
7: You usually win too. It's interesting. I have been on the air with you hundreds
4: of times. This is
7: the first, last, and only time that you are better dressed than I
4: am. Uh, usually when you and I are together, we're eulogizing somebody who died. That's true. And uh, here tonight, we aren't. So far as we Except know. Except the program uh-huh. is a late hour.
7: But it's radio, so it's an opportunity to be grubby, in my case. You
8: look
7: fine. <laughs> the TV guys <laughs> left, didn't they? They I left, so, Yeah, can... they're gone. I heard Leslie Lyles. While yeah. I was driving around lost.
4: Great with child. Boy, is she great with is child. Is she?
7: Yeah. The desk, the desk hides a good portion of it. Well, the desk hides a good portion of I actually thought Patrick
12: Emery was
4: expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> Back uh, some years ago, I think we talked about this the other night, at Channel 4, the anchors would come in wearing coats, ties, and swimsuits. Right. Because who, well, yeah. 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 who cared
7: what was beneath Before the desk? It. The days of good air conditioning. Who knew what was beneath the desk?
4: I have to do a live commercial here. Even on my last night, I have to sell something. I have to. It's sell. underneath the sliders, Sam Stein. Yeah, underneath the commercials. There. I'm going to show you. I've done this enough. Yeah. What's his phone number? Anybody remember his phone number? Five. That's the first number. Three seven fifty nine fifty five. Five three seven fifty nine fifty five, and he's going to be one of the sponsors of our trip uh, as we report back. Right. And uh, that's enough. The heck with it, Sam. I've talked enough about you over the years. People already know you do great work. And five three seven fifty five five three. Never mind. Fine design, design. Why it's John Carney. Looking like a
7: reject from Guys and Dolls. Say hi, say hi to nicely nicely Johnson for me when you see him. Call that
4: forever. <laughs> well, let's see. I keep waiting for something else to happen here, and it it's bound to. Where did Brennan go? I don't know, he just whisked out of here. Thank you.
14: Bob Costas is alongside Jim White. We're wishing Jim bon voyage. We just heard the music of Craig Cervantes, Tony Simmons, and Tim Cunningham on sax, ladies and gentlemen. And with us on the line right now is
4: Gloria Pitzer. Why, it's Gloria Pitzer, the recipe detective
14: (laughs) on KMOX
8: Radio. Hello, Gloria. Hello.
4: (laughs) Knows more about Twinkies and Jerry Falwell.
8: Are you, Jim? <laughs> What a pleasure
0: to talk to you again. It's been a while. Yes, it has, but you know, um, we started broadcasting with you about 20 years ago.
4: Oh, I think more than that.
0: Well, probably, but it goes back to the gooey butter cake, remember? Oh, yeah. And steak and shake chili. Yeah,
4: Pat, Pat, my wife still has calluses from stuffing those envelopes.
0: Oh! <laughs> and we had, uh, what else? We had Billy bombers. That we are always even, looking Even for? as we
4: speak, we have a few before us here. Oh, what a wonderful,
0: wonderful experience.
4: Gloria, this is
7: Bob Costas. I hold in my hand one of those belly bombers. As the recipe detective,
9: uh-huh.
7: what, what would you say are the ingredients in a slider belly bomber? Oh, you
0: don't have our green sheet, do you?
7: I don't. No. no.
0: My dad's got the recipe that we have been circulating to thousands and thousands of people ever since <laughs> I started with with Jim years ago. You're not going to believe this, but one of the best ingredients in it that puts it together yes. is going to be not only two pounds of ground sirloin, but a three-ounce jar of baby food strained beef. Now, don't don't wince at that because...
7: Gloria, when you're talking two pounds of ground sirloin, you're talking four or five dozen sliders.
0: Oh, yeah. Not a
7: single slider.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. We're going to make a bunch of them. All right. Because it, you can eat about five or six of them you have yourself. Liver? You didn't know you put that? liver in them too? Oh, yes. And uh, we're going to put a little bit of hot water in with uh, about four tablespoons of dry minced onion until they're soft because you don't use the fresh onion with this. It reconstitutes that onion, and it comes out just like theirs.
14: Gloria? Yes? I I hate to interrupt, but we happen to be in the last 15 minutes of Jim White's career. (laughs) And I don't know if the last... The Museum of Television Radio doesn't exactly want the recipe for a belly bomber.
0: (laughs) Are you sure?
4: What what is your post office box, Gloria? Because people will be calling. Oh,
0: they send me a self-addressed stamped envelope. I'll send them all of these recipes. It goes to secret recipes. Box 237. Box 237. And
14: we're in Marysville, Michigan. Yeah. Yes. Let's hear it for Marysville and Gloria Pitzer, ladies and gentlemen. 4804. Thank you,
11: Gloria,
7: for joining us on KMOX Radio.
14: Oh, thank you.
7: You know, Jim, I'm sitting here, and I'm suddenly struck by this question. Whatever happened to McDougald? Remember McDougald, who'd oh, call Lord. us from yes. Toronto yes. in the late 70s you and early 80s? York, I met him, yeah. yes. I In I, I New was, York, I think. I know in Toronto. I was filling in for the late, great Dan Kelly on a hockey game, and McDougald yes. came to the game. But there was a stretch there where he would call us. Rather irascible at times was mm-hmm. McDougald, and he yes. would call us with some point of view, almost nightly. Then he disappeared.
4: Never to be heard from again. Heaven knows what became of McDougal. I think he probably grew long here and came back known as Howard Stern. <laughs>
14: <laughs> you know, there were a number of callers of the year. Slimy, what happened to Slimy? Or Bill Hill.
7: Jim Hill. Jim, Hill. Jim, Jim Hill, what about Jim Hill? Jim Hill, Jim Hill. Jim Hill, I'm still in touch with. You are? Jim listens to the program. Uh, Jim is 83, 84 years old. <laughs> He's lost his sight, unfortunately, but apart from that... He is as robust as a 50-year-old man. He could run a 100-yard dash. He does not call talk radio anymore. Uh, Actually, uh, there are are some stations that he calls, and KMOX (laughs) is no longer one of them. (laughs) I see. But the first night that Jim Hill called Jim White, I was doing the Missouri basketball games, and I was driving back from Columbia. It was about midnight, and this fella called with vivid recollections of baseball games from 1922 and whatnot, and every particular was correct, and he was an an amazing character. And
2: subsequently, I hooked up with him, went to many baseball games with him. Still more to come of Jim White's last show, coming up after the break on KMOX. I hope you enjoyed this last broadcast of Jim White originally airing on April 8th, 1999. If you would like to listen back to it, you can find it in the podcast section. Just search for the Overnight America podcast and look for Jim White's Last Day. I've also made a Jim White radio documentary. You can listen to that. Also a radio documentary on Ann Keith and Robert Highland. all which you can find in the podcast section at KMOX.com.
14: If you just joined us, folks, the big bumper has about 10 minutes left in his radio career. Aww. It's a Aww. cause for celebration because he's going on the river. He's going to have a great time in retirement, and he's going to do it with the woman who has joined us at this microphone. The long-suffering, I mean the lucky, <laughs> Pat White is now on KMWX Radio for the first time I know about. Ladies and gentlemen, Pat White. Have you been on Jim's program before, Pat?
11: Briefly. But I'd just like to say that there's no one I'd like to sail off into the sunset more with than my honey Aww. and my sweet baby, Jim. Yeah.
9: That's
10: right. 30 years, 30 years of trying to be a curmudgeon. That's it.
4: Thank well, you, Patty. That was very we, nice. We got my, my sister, Ann, who is in from Phoenix tonight in, in for the broadcast, and her husband, brought us brought us shirts and says, Jim White, Captain Patty Wagon. And I thought that was very nice. They gave her one says, Pat White, Admiral Patty Wagon. <laughs> Gives you an idea of the pecking order.
14: <laughs> well, speaking of order, this is not necessarily an appropriate order. is just random, folks. We have a fertility expert who is next in line after Mrs. White. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's been on the program many times, and what you guys do in your retirement is your business, and maybe Dr. Silver's as well. Ladies and gentlemen, Sherman Silver is with us on the program.
7: <laughs> Dr. Dr. Silver, it occurs to me that you've arrived rather late in the show and rather late in Mr. White's life, considering your specialty. <laughs>
11: This is it's, not a timely arrival. It's never late. As a matter of fact, I'd like to point out to Jim, you know, that um, you know you can divide your life into three periods. The first third of your life, you're, spend, you're spending basically just trying to get an education. And the second third of your life, Jim, you know, you've, you've spent trying to make a living. And now in the last third of your life, you're going to spend trying to pee. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs>
6: uh, <laughs>
11: <laughs> uh, there it goes. So it, it, this is the right time. It, this is the right time really to be together. but seriously, uh, I, I'd like to <laughs> you know I'd like to say that um, and I, I am serious I've known Jim now for it must be 18 or 20 years we've been doing these regular shows together, and uh, Jim is an incredibly deep person. I mean, he's great with jokes, he makes people feel comfortable, but I've known two particular points I'd make and the, the uncomfortable one is people often talk about how sometimes occasionally he's rude to a caller it's only when the i've been with him many times when the caller is intolerant or bigoted and uh, jim is intolerant of intolerance or stupid <laughs> <laughs> or with a pulse stupid being the primary criteria for being bigoted the other thing is you should deserve the credit for popularizing the whole concept of testosterone poisoning, and the fact that perhaps we wouldn't be in all the wars we've been, even the present one, if we would just drop a uh, little estrogen, sprinkle it instead in of, waters all over the world. Of
4: boom, boom, snip, snip, do the same thing.
11: <laughs> anyway, I, it's really a great honor to have been with you, and I appreciate being, having a chance to see you. thank you. Thanks for coming down.
14: Dr. Sherman Silver of Washington University.
7: With mm. us on KMOX. Sure, Madeline Albright would be interested to hear that last theory. <laughs> Yes, he's always quoting those medical journals here.
4: We're not leaving yet.
3: Oh, we're not, we're not asking you
14: to we're yet. We're not turning
4: the microphones off. We're I, not leaving. I, I think the state of Missouri is going to determine that for us. Okay. <laughs>
5: Jeff
14: Daniels, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Well, last year, Bob Costas saw Michael Jordan in his last employed night, and now you're with Jim White in his last employed night.
7: So, Jim, you have 17 seconds to bring the ball up court and hit a jumper. <laughs>
4: And we're going to have to do a make good on the last live commercial, I'm afraid.
14: Oh, I, I, I was hoping you guys would do the calendar and the birthdays one final time. But we don't have a calendar or the birthdays. With Neither the me either
7: or.
4: We did it one last time the
7: other night.
14: We did. Yeah, night we did. Tuesday night, we did. Popped down to
7: the studio.
4: Mm-hmm. Would
14: Jim, would you like to say a few words?
4: Oh, I guess this is the point where I should get all sappy and so forth. But uh, I really haven't. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that I didn't get a little more emotional than uh, I do sometimes. But Pat and Heidi and Holly... Those guys, you married, Dan, Brian, love you all. And Keith, thanks for coming in. And uh, my neighbors who were kind enough not to cut the grass before 11 o'clock who are here tonight. <laughs> and my boating friends who are kind enough not to start their engines before noon on a Saturday morning. Uh, thank you all for coming out. It's, it's been a hoot. It's been 30 years, and that's hard to believe that 30 years has gone by. But uh, as I say, maybe another 30 when I come back here to celebrate John Carney's. 30th anniversary we can uh, we can do it again. Thank you everybody.
14: Jim White ladies and gentlemen.